Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's hard to recognize me. I, I think I got this. Recorded live. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. As soon as I dialed in. It started to record. Yippee ki yay! Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Oh, I so fucking need this shit, man. Holy shit! I week from fucking hell. Uh, what time we expecting Robert? Yeah, it's got me online now, and we're uh, yep. recording. And we are recording, by the way. All right, is Robert on? No, it's just me and you. All right. I'm trying to get it. I'm sending messages. I haven't heard anything. Oh, my God, man. It's been a fucking mess. <laughs> I bet, dude. I'm sorry to hear, man. That sounds awful. <clears throat> so the, uh, the the story is, is we hear this, we hear this bang in the middle of the night, like 4.30, and my uh, security alarm starts, siren starts going on out my window. Roll over, tap my wife, like, get downstairs and unplug it. She goes down to unplug it. She goes down to the basement. And I hear her saying something down there. And I'm like, oh, man. She's got a, and the siren, of course, isn't stopping going off. So, like, you know, I'm not going back to sleep. I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's got a battery backup. She's got to unplug the battery backup. She doesn't know how to do it. I got to go down anyway. I start down the hall, and she's yelling, there's a gas leak. Everybody out of the house now. So, you know, you take this shit seriously. So I grab the kids, get out the door, grab the dogs, get everybody in the truck. You know, I don't have my glasses on. She's got hers on, right? And neither one, both of us are damn near blind. So she's driving through the backyard. I'm like, well, I don't use the driveway. And she's like, uh, uh, I'm just trying to get away from the house. I was like, well, the driveway will get you there too. But she's not thinking, right? So she mm. calls 911, and we got 911 on speakerphone in the truck. And the woman's asking us all these fucking questions. And I'm going, I'm like, could you just get the fire department here so my house doesn't blow up? She's like, they're already called. So we get up, and all of a sudden I see this car coming down the road. And the car sees my headlights, and you know on top of the police cars that have the, um, the, the, the flashing lights? They, they also have the ability to turn it white, you know, like a big spotlight. He turns it on, and I know it's a cop. And he's, pro- he's probably he's looking to see, you know, like he's on his way. So I talk to him. He wants to get out of the house. I'm like, look, man, I, by all means, but my wife smelled smoke, and she heard hissing. There's gas. I don't want you to get hurt. He goes down. Next thing I know, here comes the fire department, right? So... Lo and behold, we get uh, at least one fire engine there, plus a couple other fire vehicles. And they want they want me to they want to know where the gas tank is outside. So they won't let me in the house per se because they're worried about it. But they'll let me go out to the tank that would explode and turn the gas off, which I thought was kind of funny. So we counted three fire. Oh, I know, right? 
So we counted three fire departments, and later on, my wife found it on Facebook. It was actually four fire departments were at the house. Two of them were from 20-plus minutes away. So um, they get the house all, you know, under control. They're like, look, the, the, the gas is out of the house now. And, um, and I could smell the gas from a good two, 250 feet away from where the line burst as they were airing the house out, okay? And um, I'm like, all right, well, we know we lost we know the security system screwed up. We know the intercom screwed up, but I'm going to work early. There's nothing for me to do here. I got to work, come home. The garage door openers are screwed up. Security system screwed up. The intercom screwed up. I uh, I start playing with things. I get the security system stable by unplugging the um. What is that popping noise? You hear that? That's probably me <clears throat> listening, but also uh, sending Robin email on my phone. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I was know what it is. So uh, I'm up till like you know I'm I'm up at four thirty in the morning. I'm ten thirty at night. I'm still like running around on ladders trying to get shit working right. Eventually decided the uh, as it, the security system stabilized, and I knew where the problem was. The garage door open. I thought everything could be fixed. Next day, go out on the boat because we had friends we had plans with. Proceed to I put a brand new freaking propeller on, dude. First time I used it, proceed to hit a rock, destroyed the propeller. <clears throat> Why did I put the propeller on that time? Because I was finally convinced that I was a good enough boater. It was my second season with the boat to not hit anything and I ventured out of bounds uh from I guess where I was supposed to be I and, and I thought I was actually in bounds but I wasn't and uh popped that off come home Sunday I spent all day fixing the garage door opener and the security system I knew it was one of these smoke detectors screwing it up it was the fourth one in the series of four I had to take them all apart to figure that out Okay, fine. It's a $45 fix. No problem. Well, my wife calls Monday morning. Guy's like, did you open and shut all the windows? A lot of times, the electric stocks don't like melt the contacts. They won't work. Starts opening and shutting windows, dude. Freaking every window in the house is saying it's not open. None of them work. What the fuck? That doesn't make sense. I know. So, so, so something's hosed anyway. I got to make a service call at this point anyway because I'm not redoing the whole security system, right? And I probably have to replace the board. And there's like a hundred wires in there, and it's just not worth it, right? So, so by this point, we were told that the AC unit was blown. The AC unit is twelve thousand five hundred freaking dollars. So it's like, all right, the insurance is covering at this point. Whatever is broken, just you know, whatever, right? So I get home tonight, and the power's out. And I'm going, oh, crap. And I, I know were thunderstorms along the way because, like, you know, I saw, like, you know, the um, cable guy on the street. And, you know, they were fixing stuff. You know, pretty much my entire hour drive home from work, something was being fixed somewhere. And the power. Jesus Christ. So I go in the front door, get the dog, let her out. And I figure, let me open the garage door for the wife. Go to open the garage door for the wife. And open it, and as soon as I open it, the power goes on. Figures, right? All of a sudden, she's like, I'm upstairs trying to change, and there's no, there's no light. There's a light on the closet. She's like, how's the light on the closet? I go all the way down to the basement, break her trip. I'm like, man, that's not so good. 
to go back upstairs for anything. The internet's out. I'll wait to reset the GFI downstairs. I go back downstairs, reset the GFI. I look, the Verizon box, the wall, all lights are on. Still no internet. Got no freaking power to the uh, router. The router's fried. Motherfucker, I got no goddamn internet. Right? So I'm pissed off. That's when I sent you the you know, the message on Facebook about they're gonna fucking kill me because I'm gonna bail again, right? Yeah. Figure this talk shoe shit out. Fine. Get dinner, getting ready to go outside, go outside, I go to open the garage door and I look. And the the uh the units, you know, right by the door that you hit to open them from the inside, none of them are lit up. The fuck, I got no power to my garage door? Go back downstairs and this time, dude, I'm just fucking messed up. I'm like, this fucking shit. None of the breakers are tripped. Like, motherfucker. Grab the ladder, go up with my tester, and I've got power. Both freaking spots where they plug in. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So the main garage door... Uh, the, the, the two-bay garage door, that guy is like, that's the big one, that's hosed. They ain't doing nothing with it. I'm like, fuck it. All right, so it's, it's getting added on to the list of things broken now, you know, for the insurance. Then I go over to the uh, the single bay, and the single bay, it works if I type in the code from outside, but more from inside. I'm like, yeah, the, um, the, the electronics in it are fucked. But at least I can open it, but it still needs to be replaced. So I still got to freaking go replace that shit, too. Fucking A. Fucking A. And I spent all day fixing those things on Sunday, man. That was my entire day was fixing them. I would lose my fucking mind. Oh, my God. Right now, I'm from Skype, dude, from your phone. What's this? Rob, like, he's all the way off from Skype, and I'm like, no, dude, from your phone. Yeah, he's not used to this. This is new to all of us. It's all good. I'm used to it. This is the first time I've ever I've ever done it because I've always had the uh, ability to record, but with no internet connection, I'm like, um, dude, I don't do this. I'm just just freaking toast at this point. My wife's on the North Horizon. They can't come out till Thursday now, so hopefully. I'll have it back in, t- in time to watch uh, the show if I can get it on, um, on non-HD because the only TV that works in the house is not HD right now. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Better than none, but... Yeah, but at the same point in time, my DVR is busted, so all the shows that I watch are hosed. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yep. How'd that happen? Gee, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I had it lost, had my old stuff on my old... I've lost, like, three or four DVRs in the past year or two. Dude. I've had, like, Tele USB tape on there, and pretty much every TNA pay-per-view I've ordered, the morning only, and all that, it's all gone. Well, it looks like I, it looks like they have it, so unless for some reason it's not part of my, my subscription, which I don't know how I would get the high def and not the standard def. I should be set to be able to at least watch it. But my problem is, is I never get in by 8 o'clock to watch it. And I can't DVR it because I don't have the DVR up here. I only have the one DVR because I only watch TV downstairs and my wife doesn't DVR anything. 
or she watches the shows that, you know, I DVR for downstairs with me. So there's no real need for one. That I'm like, Jesus Christ. But who knows if I get to watch it or not. But I'm camping this weekend, so I ain't going to I ain't gonna be able to do a show next weekend anyway. Yeah. And I told yeah. my wife, I said, I think that we should, uh, I think that we should go camping where they have cable TV because we've been roughing it all week. Yeah, yeah man. You almost know, one. What that? You almost know, one. I'm waiting on a response. And by the way, I did. I did. I have not. I, I have had not had much opportunity to watch the show, to listen to the shows, whether I'm on them or not. Just haven't. But I did catch the show last week, and I thought it was very good. Really? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah it took a little it. bit, but I think like towards the end, like him and I got going pretty good on the dialect, and I liked what he added, like when he was asking questions and. Yeah, like bringing more stuff into the show and like the LAX question and stuff. Uh, let's see here. Robbie, there, man. Yes, yes. What's up? Hey, hey. Robert. There he is. Woo. We're just talking about last week's show about how well you did. Oh, thanks, thanks, I man. Raven, you you are a great uh, guest guest host. I mean, you you were carrying me on part of that podcast. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. But you held your own for sure, man. We're glad to have you on board. Yeah, thanks. Uh, All right. So um, I don't know how this thing works. It, it, it asked how long the call was. I said two hours. Um, does it allow you to go over two hours on these calls? Do you guys know? Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I mean, I've done shows with Hurls, so, I mean, I have to assume they've eclipsed two hours, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For all I know, he starts the show when he's ready. And he starts recording when he's ready to start. So, yeah. The way I'm looking at it, normally is, that, um, that thing that beeped and was like recording live, that's normally Hurls will hit something to make that start. So, yeah. Well, I could probably. Uh, I don't even want to mess with it. I don't even want to mess with it at this point. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll just. Uh, sorry about the uh, the confusion there. I should have told you it was your cell phone there, Rob. Um, so we'll just when we're not talking, just mute your cell phone is all, and then I'll uh, get it going here pretty soon if you guys are ready. Since we gotta kind of hurry it up, and then it'll kick yeah, up. Yeah, um, I'm I'm ready whenever you are, dude. You know that. Yeah, I'm ready. Rob, you ready to go, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, guys. So I'll count down to five, and then we will just kick it. <clears throat> oh, hey, 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 Robert. Yeah. Your show is Robert yeah. Does Wrestling, right? That's the exact name of it. Yes. Yeah. All right, just need just need just need to know that. All right. I didn't even write you on the uh, itinerary, dude, for the plugs. My bad. Okay, that, don't I, worry about that. Basically, I'm setting it up to. Uh, I'm gonna put you in last. So no, man, we're gonna plug you for sure. So. Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna plug you. All right, don't worry about that one. It, 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 there's always gonna be there's always gonna be a little ribbon on the heel cast, but uh, it's all in good fun. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Brother so, Undertaker gets a little perverted sometimes, buddy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. And that is all so right. good. All right, man. All right, guys. All right. Five. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, yo, it's me. It's me. It's the R A V.
Raven Effect is back here as we are doing the heel cast again. Uh, guys, we had a, a fun time last week, and I, we actually brought our boy Wrestling Robert back. Rob, how's it going, man? Hey, everything is good. Thanks, everybody, for their kind words for last week's show. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, buddy. Man, I had a great time, so I hope this episode of the Hillcast is even better, just like this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, who did very good on the rating side of things. So that is going to be a conversation later on tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, the show can only get any better because we brought back this guy. Let's see. One time he was called the TNA dude. Um, And then it was Brother Underscore. Some some of you don't know is that uh, back in 2015, for a very brief amount of time, he was he was also called the GFW dude because uh, when we read about this invasion storyline and the spoilers, it actually sounded good. When it came on TV, it sounded like shit. But now the new, improved, reincarnated GFW dude. What's up, man? Welcome back. Well, thanks, thanks, and uh, and uh, I sound like shit too. So I think it's probably a good fit for me. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, long story short, uh, the GFW dude here doesn't really have uh, internet, so we are doing the talk show route, so the Hillcast isn't going to sound its best. However, you need to thank uh, GFW dude here because he wanted to go out of his way to make sure he got on and do the Hillcast this week uh, instead of rolling without him. So props to him. He's had a shitty week, everyone, so show him some love for that. All right, guys, so... uh, we're going to move into the plugs here, and we'll uh, get going. But, uh, look, uh, I've been telling everyone about my man, Big Ray. Uh, check out Big Ray's show. He's a senior producer and reporter at OneWrestling.com and the only recognized protege of Bill after everyone. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, it's at Big Ray's show. And it's also wrestling video, or it's one wrestling video on YouTube. Sorry about that. Uh, check him out at WrestleZone.com on the WrestleZone Daily with Nick Hausman or Hausman. I'm sorry, I still got to get pronunciation on that. Um, also, the very popular Impact Attack, hashtag Impact Attack podcast with Ben the Hacker Hammond. Just search Hacker Hammond anywhere you listen to your favorite audio content every Saturday. Look, man, Big Ray is an awesome, awesome dude. He really is um, totally cool, man. Uh, he, he stands approval on us. We stand approval on him for sure. I mean, it's someone that grew up in the business. Uh, literally, he grew up in the business as a kid. Um, you know, he uh, did the Can-Am thing with Andre Corbeil. So, look, it's someone, like I said, with the big mainstream thing that's not shitting on Impact Wrestling. So, definitely give this to you to follow uh, and check out his show. Also, check out ImpactAsylum.net, safe haven for Impact Wrestling, all of that. Uh, of course, there you can find out straight shooting with our boy FK9. Uh, also, check out Chef and Kyle, man, uh, Impact Head. I love what they're doing, man. I enjoy listening to their show. Of course, you know, you can find Andre Corbeil, who was mentioned earlier, uh, BQ at King of the Mountain, uh, Impact One-of-A-Kind Society podcast from our boy, uh, one of a kind, LB, LB Elite One-of-A-Kind, I believe, man. Um, definitely. Got to plug him now. And also, of course, uh, this wrestling Robert guy we know, he also does this other show called uh, Robert Does Wrestling. Rob, just tell him where we can find you at again, man. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Just searching from for wrestle, Robert Does Wrestling. I'm going to be doing a couple of different things this week, so stay tuned for for those updates, including probably a music cover that I'm working on it. 
Now, now you know, Robert, it's a name like Robert Does Wrestling. You, you got to have our boy Harold Hurls on as a guest host. Because Hurls does everything. And everybody. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a perfect match. What do you think, Raven Effect? I think there's a cat around. Hurls is fucking it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Somebody's doing something. I know, Robert. It's going to be Hurls is doing it. He's the undefeated, he's the undefeated, undisputed king of fast style. I mean, if you don't get fat, you don't win these bathroom. You don't fuck around. He's like Frank Reynolds on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> but uh, also, man, I just want to say on a serious note, uh, you know, we uh, we kind of informed everyone about our boy Eli Samuel Rosario last week. Um, you know, and I felt terrible that I didn't know. But man, I just want to, I want to like legitimately. Uh, you know, sometimes I lose faith in the human race. I really do. But, uh, you know, man, I just want to thank everyone, all the HeelCast Nation, all our listeners, man, who just showed out. Uh, and all, just all the overwhelming support and, uh, you know, positive vibes that were sent Rob. Or I'm not, not Rob, I'm sorry, but Eli's way, man. Uh, it was touching. It was really nice to see. I mean, normally, like, most of our comments were about Eli, and that, that was awesome, man. He's just such a good dude. Um, you know, Eli, we want to have you on the show here one of these days, too, man. Yeah, we'd love to get you on. Uh, talk some impact with us. And, yeah, I, like, the coolest thing, the kind of also, I'm kind of like, what the fuck, was uh, our boy Chairman, man. He said he's going to go follow Eli on Twitter. Um, Chairman doesn't follow us or me. So, like, what the fuck, Chairman? I'm just calling you out on that, man. But uh, also, Chairman, dude, follow me on Twitter and uh, message me because we've actually been trying to get a hold of you. We'd like to talk to you about something, man. Uh, so, Chairman, what up? Uh, also, I mean, just the love for Eli, man. It's awesome. Yeah, no doubt, Raymond. In fact, I actually felt like crap because I didn't know what was going on. You know, I'm not the most active Twitter follower, but uh, Eli is one of the coolest guys out there. So uh, much love to you, buddy, and uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, nothing but the best wishes for for Eli. I mean, literally from, like, day one since I had Twitter, man, he was, like, one of the first people I interacted with, Uh, you know, other than, like, the, the... three other people we were doing the show with, and, I mean, he, he's just been an awesome guy since day one. So we're proud of you, man. Glad to hear everything's going better. Uh, uh, Eli actually messaged me today. I messaged him back. Haven't heard back yet, but hopefully we'll hear something from him soon. Uh, also, man, uh, you know, my birthday was on anniversary, but, uh, you know, we got another Hillcast birthday coming up. This dude may have made it out, but he's still hardcore. In fact, he's so hard that they call him that blue pill because he stays so hard, uh, you know. That guy repping that heel team six, that uh, one or two fan, one or two faces of Impact Wrestling fandom that you see. Chef has a birthday tomorrow, so we want to give a heel cast happy birthday to Chef. Uh, Chef Impact head. Don't know when we're going to get Chef back on again because I talked to him today. I know he's having a lot going on. He's a real busy man, but uh, Chef, happy birthday, man! That's right, happy birthday, old guy. No doubt. No doubt, man. So, uh, Cast Nation, wish Chef a happy birthday. His birthday is tomorrow, which will be Wednesday the 19th. So, uh, just remember that. Also, sorry, we are recording late, uh, Cast Nation. We're normally quicker than this, but we're going to hop into the news now. So, Impact, uh, dude, wow, GFW, still getting used to this. GFW is expanding its relationship with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. Uh, I, I guess the two, what is it, Marafuji and... Uh, God, I, I can't Ishimari. remember the guy's name. Ishimari. Uh, so they're going to be at the yeah. next set of tapings. There, there is talk that uh, we may get more Noah talents coming in. Uh, I did read in in October. Eddie Edwards and Moose are going back over there. Uh, we know Robbie E's still over there, thankfully. But um, 
GFW dude, thoughts on uh, the, the Noah relationship here? Yeah, we'll see where it goes. If they're going to use these guys in cool ways, maybe add some tag teams here and there, uh, bring some folks in for things like the Super X Cup and whatnot, I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, what I think they're going to have a difficult time is working them into a traditional storyline. When you watch the New Japan folks in Ring of Honor, they don't do well or really even get traditional storylines. So I think if they use them properly, I think it's cool. I think if this is a concept that uh, is going to be fresh and we're going to get to see a lot of new faces and maybe a much larger roster than we would if they had to have everybody uh, on uh, roll at the same time. I'm, I'm happy that they're doing the NOAA thing because they're also going to be exchanging new talent. As far as I heard, they're going to be exchanging greener talent, therefore you will have a new crop of, let's say, undercard guys because they're going to send Mahabali Shera, just in case you're wondering, to Japan. So probably he's going to end up doing better, obviously, because he will have a better teacher than Al Snow. <laughs> But it is what it is. I am happy to see Japanese talent on Infra Wrestling. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing, guys. It gives these wrestlers additional streams of income, right? We see, we see wrestlers choosing Ring of Honor because they can go over to New Japan. So being able to send guys over to NOAA and make additional money over there, you know, that's another benefit of going to work for Impact Wrestling now or GFW, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I, again, I don't know too much about NOAA at all. You know, but uh, I, I, and I, I haven't seen too much of these guys either. But you know, that anniversary match was uh, just killer. And of course, you know, I'm excited to see it. I want, I want to see more tag teams, Mark Division guys. Uh, look, we probably need some more knockouts too. If they have some, we can take some. Um, and if they're going to take Shara off of our hands too, I mean, dude, like they already got Robbie. They're going to take Shara too. I mean, sign me up. Why didn't this shit happen earlier? Oh yeah, Dixie. But um. Yeah, Raven Effect. I take offense to that. Dixie Carter gave us Mahabali Shara and Rob Terry. And Robbie E. And so, I mean, let's think about it. We also got Grado from Dixie Carter. Of course, I like Grado. But she was good for the international scene. Raven Effect, are you with us? Oh no, Robert! I think we lost the Raven effect. <laughs> we lost him. He's gone. He's, so he's, let's he's, continue. He's, yeah, exactly. Ray, what I'm thinking. So, yes, let's talk about a little bit about the Ray Mysterio rumor. What do you make of this EFW dude? I I, I gotta tell you something, Robert. So when I think about Rey Mysterio Jr., yes, Raven Effect, we're still here, buddy. When I think about Rey Mysterio Jr., I have the total mixed emotions. When you tell me, say the word cruiserweight, now I'm a WCW guy. Rey Mysterio was just amazing in WCW. And, and of course, I haven't watched him since WCW because I don't watch WWE. So on one hand, I, I just think of this amazing, amazing talent and what it would mean like just to have him again. And then I think to myself, is he going to be what he was in WCW? No. 
And so I'm torn, actually, Robert, because on one hand, I'd love to see this guy that I absolutely, absolutely, I mean, he was just so amazing in WCW. I mean, I have these amazing memories of him, but I'm also afraid he's going to be a shell of himself. So I'm torn, completely torn with it. There's a, the, I am kind of that way because I am the same size as Rey Mysterio, same height, same weight. And I would love, there is a part of me that I would love to basically be able to meet him and probably have a good laugh, uh, obviously, meeting a fan who is almost the same size as you and could pass basically as a double of Rey Mysterio. And Obviously, Rey Mysterio is going to bring a lot of the Latino audience, which at this moment, Impact is looking to be able to garner around, around the product. But at the same time, Rey Mysterio is not the same as he used to be a couple of years back, and he has a very bad knee. And I know Impact are not going to have the discipline not to put him in some of those car wreck matches or even dangerous matches like the Ultimate X. And the thought of watching Rey Mysterio cutting his career short on an Ultimate X match is going to be devastating to everyone who has followed him for a couple of times. So, yeah. It is it is it is a catch twenty two damage you do and damage you don't. Go ahead, Ray Benefit. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I've been. Oh. Just, I'm no, go ahead. Go ahead. Basically, all I was going to say, and I was going to move on, unless you guys had something to say about Mysterio. But I was going to say, look, I've talked to Ray Mysterio for three weeks now, um, on this show, and all I got to say is that sometimes I tell you so. And uh, I've kind of been saying this is going to happen. It's been a wild prediction, to be honest. I didn't have any inside info by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I just kind of felt it was going to happen. Uh, it's still not an I told you so for Raven Effect yet. But, uh, you know, also don't sleep on my other I told you so because uh, there was also a tweet that came out uh, from whoever the hell was doing the GFW commentary with uh, Shale Sonnen. Uh, but he also said, uh, does this, so since it's GFW now, does this mean that Shale Sonnen and I are still employed? Look, I think they're eventually, it's not going to happen right away because Chael is very active with Bellator. He's not done fighting. But I think we're going to see Chael and GFW, too. Mark my words on that. Do you think he'll be calling Donovan Dijak's matches? I absolutely think that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, girls. We had to throw that out there. We're doing predictions. We've got to talk Donovan Dijak. You know, great calling Shark Boy. I may call Mysterio and... uh, and Shale, it would be a, it wouldn't it be amazing if like a year down the road or something, and no one saw it coming, but Dijak just shows up on on Impact and Hurls has got it in the bag the whole time. That'd be pretty legit. Uh, and then we could shut up. With, we'd actually have to start stop ribbing Hurls and actually start praising the guy and be like, okay, Hurls, you're God. Um, Dude, at some point Dixie Carter is going to show up on WWE TV. Oh wait a minute, that already happened. Dixie Carter showed up on the fucking WWE Network before Donovan Dijak on Impact TV. I think he's lost this one. All right? It's right. But, uh, it happens. As I never thought of it that way, but, yeah, burn. Burn you. Pearls, man. Like, uh, hell froze over before your prediction was right, buddy. Pearls, we love you, buddy. At the same point, we love you like a brother. If we didn't love you, we wouldn't be talking about you. 
So, um, you know, we talked about uh, Dixie Carter, mentioned tweets. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, I just thought it was funny. So EC3 uh, replied to a tweet to Kurt Angle today and asked if he was his nephew. Um, so there was a storyline going on in WWE where Kurt Angle had some huge reveal, uh, like uh, some huge reveal that was going to change his career and his life. Uh, so EC3, you know, like, hey, were you screwing Dixie Carter? Uh, am I your nephew? Kind of a tweet. I thought that was hilarious. I want to get that mentioned. But did you guys hear, like, so uh, it's one of the American Alpha guys, uh, African-American guy, is uh, they're, they're saying that it's Kurt Angle's illegitimate son now on WWE. Because that, that angle, for one, didn't fail with Vince and uh, Hornswoggle and Mr. Anderson. But, uh, you know, that whole Rocky Khan thing, I mean, that was only like 10 years ago. It, it's not too believable there, WWE. But uh, just. Quality programming from the number one. That's all I got. I just wanted to make sure this got on the air. I don't know if any of you guys like want to say anything about it, but I just wanted to make sure that this got pointed out. I don't. I don't watch WWE, but I suspect Kurt Angle's got at least one or two illegitimate kids running out there. So who knows? Yeah, the the one thing that WWE got right is that Kurt Angle like like black girls. So that at least they got something right with the whole storyline, but it, it was terrible. I don't want to talk about that company, but it was terrible. Let's move on. Yeah, the uh, I think he's lacking about two of the uh, two of the three eyes there. If this is the case for the, it's the intelligence and integrity you're missing there, but uh, he's got that intensity. Kurt's all beating it up. But uh, look, um, speaking of lacking integrity, so guys, uh, the details on how much. The Hardy thing was going for, so like some info came out, um, and apparently they were going to settle, but Ed Nordholm hasn't signed off on it because Ed is a fucking boss. Um, basically, uh, so, so words that have came out, and this was through Sports Illustrated, was that uh, Jeff was offered a, a lucrative deal while Matt was only offered like a smaller portion of what he'd been making. Uh, he was promised a spot on the creative team, which was rescinded by Jeff Jarrett. Thanks, not every tag team needs buried. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to say exactly what it says here. Uh, Matt wrote on Twitter that if Jarrett and Impact and uh, Ed Nordholm didn't settle, soon it was going to get terribly nasty, and they have lots to expose. Uh, so basically, they were close to an agreement where the Hardys would have paid ten to fifteen thousand dollars for the rights to the trademark. Um, it noted that the non-disparagement clause that Revy mentioned was a thousand dollar fine for the first offense and five thousand for each following violation. Basically, if Revy were to fucking talk shit or mention GFW, it would be a thousand thousand dollar fine at first and then everything following would be five thousand uh they could probably make a million dollars that way in, in a couple of weeks um so according to report anthem wanted 50 percent of the hardy's revenue which would include just art and music which i think is fucked up um the hardy's apparently saw it as a monumental heist and money grab it was noted that if gfw is looking to use the broken gimmick to profit off of dvds and merchandise or a digital series on the broken hardy's It'd be difficult to pull off because the Hardys would not endorse the products and would encourage fans to boycott buying them. Um, truthfully, on the other end, your GFW fan base kind of would boycott it too, so it's probably not the best idea. Um, but uh, So there's the details, man. Uh, GFW dude, thoughts? Um, you know, the way I read it, uh, Matt and Jeff seemed to think that they were going to get the right to the gimmick for like ten to $15,000. All the money that they got paid while they were there, and they think they're going to buy the rights to the gimmick back for ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars. A couple things here. First of all, I think it just goes to show that uh, they're admitting that they don't own it, or why would they offer to pay for it? 
that's the first thing that I think. Uh, the second thing that I think is, is that it's ridiculous they would sell it for such a minimal amount of money that there's absolutely going to be royalties. And if you read what Nordholm said, Nordholm said that, you know, royalties have been going on in the music business and the media business for years and years. It's just not in the wrestling business for some reason. And that's because there's a monopoly. Vince owns everything, so Vince going to keep everything. He can, so he does. Uh, we shouldn't hate him for it. We've got plenty of other reasons to hate him, but that's not one reason. So, at any rate, um, it is very customary for them to take a percentage of the profits. Now, what a proper percentage of the profits here is a different story. I don't know that it's 50%, right? I mean, it's like now we're partners on everything you do, and gimmicks, they don't last forever. So, you know, maybe it has to be while you're under the gimmick. But the way I look at it is as far as Jeff's artwork and music are concerned, if Jeff is more popular because of that gimmick and he's selling music because of that gimmick and he's selling artwork, which face it, he's not because of that gimmick, then yeah, they're absolutely entitled to that because they're doing his marketing for him. That's allowing him to sell it. So I don't have any problem at all with them reaching out and say they want profits. I'm not sure 50% is, is legit, you know, maybe 25%. I mean, look, I'm not in that business. That's, that's not my cup of tea. So I don't know what's standard, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem unreasonable that they would ask for a percentage. But I'll admit, you know, you do all the work and I'm going to take half the profit does seem maybe a little bit unrealistic. Let me talk about this for a sec. One thing that I have noticed for quite a while is that the Hardys have a lot of journals, a lot of journalists who happen to be their fans. That's why we, myself included, got fooled into believing that the Hardys were bringing new eyes into the impact program when in reality, in the real world, the ratings were down and the new regime has already surpassed all of those numbers except for the final deletion one. With that being said, I don't buy that sport illustrated story as a whole. As for the 15,000 bucks, that is plausible, right? But as for the Jeff Hardy music and artwork, that sounds that sounds too crazy to be true. Because we as fans know that Jeff Hardy is very is a best friend with Jeff Jarrett. Therefore, I don't think Jeff Jarrett will sign up on something as ludicrous as that. And the reason number two would be that obviously Jeff, Jeff Hardy is the most popular of the two of them. And if you could recruit some of those Jeff Hardy fans to fight the Matt Hardy and Ravi Hardy fight for them, obviously doing that would highly benefit Revy and Malhari. As for the whole thing, I'm tired of least hearing about it. Malhari is a wealthy individual. If he has enough money, go ahead and buy it. Don't be using fans to carry your weight 
or you, you are a rich individual, go ahead. If you truly believe in that kidney, put that money down. That is, I think that is all I have to say about the broken stuff. Go ahead, Raven. I mean, look, um, one thing, I don't know, I want to put this out on the air, too, in case some people didn't see it, but FK9 on Twitter a while back, uh, he, like, found some, like, anime cartoon or some shit that clearly was made before 2016, but there's legitimately a dude throwing his arm to the side and going, delete, 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 delete. Uh, someone should send that over to Ed Nordholm and stuff because, uh, you know, that may just kind of knit this whole thing in a bud, to be honest. Uh, I'm not I'm not too sure Matt Hardy watches a lot of anime, but, like, it was pretty fucking clear uh, that was the exact same goddamn thing that they were doing. Um, look, man, Tennessee. Dude, it was a direct freaking steal, buddy. It was a direct freaking steal. He hit the yeah. nail in the head with that shit. Yeah. I mean, we need to get this out to Ed. You know, like, fuck the Hardys, for real. No, no actually, Jeff's cool. But, like, fuck Matt. Fuck Rebby, you know, like I'm sick of this. Um, you know, okay. I mean, dude, I, I, I right. would. I mean, I, <laughs> I fuck yeah, Rebby. Why you win? <laughs> uh, I, I guarantee you'd be wild and crazy. Um, <laughs> ten to fifteen thousand dollars for man. at least a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If the RV's drinking, yeah, I can last a little bit. Uh, man. Dude, so look, ten to fifteen thousand dollars for that shit. I mean, give me a fucking break. Like that's that, that's such a small amount. Um, and, and, and like they're they're bigger than over that. I mean, Ed, Jeff, hold them for ransom, man. Fuck all that. Ten to fifteen G's. That's nothing for them. Uh, what, what is that really going to benefit your business for? If that's all you want, um, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, the the DVD sale. You know, like. A lot of people already fucked that out, boycott thing. Um, you know, the Hardys will say don't buy it. Uh, and truthfully, you know, like on the other side, a lot of us were kind of like, no, fuck it, we won't buy it because uh, we don't want to support the Hardys. Uh, you know, like that's just kind of overdone. And truthfully, we all watched JB and Abyss and okay. uh, Joseph Park and Scott Steiner and uh, Josh Matthews blow that thing out of the water. Um, Nick, the, uh, the, the only thing, really the last couple things I have to say is, I mean, Rebby talked about how she kept her mouth shut and whatnot. Bitch, you have to keep your mouth shut because we all saw Slammiversary. You really don't have that big of a leg in the ho- or a horse in the race. Um, but, look, the, they said that the WWE doesn't want to buy the Broken Brilliance character thing or whatever. Of course not. But the Hardys will buy it, and then they'll let WWE fucking trademark it and make a fortune off that. If, you, if, no one is, if anyone thinks that the Hardys are in the right and WWE isn't going to trademark this shit, you are fucking stupid, and you need to pay attention to history of wrestling, go read a few books or something. Um, they're going to screw everyone over. Uh, look, we saw what JB can do. Um, and, you know, truthfully, like, we've seen uh, JB just come out and be the guy about it. We saw what he's done. The Hardys don't have a leg in the race. Uh, there's that cartoon out there. Ed Nordholm, fuck them. Hold them for ransom. If they want this, make them pay out the ass. If not, fuck them. Hold it hostage. Anything else you guys want to yeah. say? That's, that's just my thoughts. I wish tomorrow at the conference someone will ask Jeremy Borash about the whole broken deal. That that will truly put the final nail into this whole non controversy. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if Borash should be able to legally say anything, but I mean when we talk about common sense, uh there's clearly a common sense reason that the Hardys try to take J B and bring him to WWE with them on their way out. But uh 
you know, we talk about who Mr. TNA is all the time, you know, or whatnot, dude. Is it? Can we like all come to the agreement that maybe it's not Abyss or James Storm, but actually Mr. TNA is Jeremy Borash himself? Just saying. Um. Just um. And Mr. What? I think we need to rethink Would have been Mr. TNA. Well, okay, okay, because it's really Mr. GFW now, and that's a pretty easy answer, right? True. True. It said normal. I mean, like NWA turned into <laughs> It's the guy that bought the company and saved it. It said Norton <laughs> True. Good old Ed. Ed, Ed. Um, look, we talk about Ed, man, and I want to point this out. Uh, I wanted to actually do this last week, but I wanted to wait until I had the GFW dude on here. So Ed owns um, Fight Network, or her anthem owns Fight Network, right? Now, uh, Fight Network has this, this show on the radio called The Law, which is live audio wrestling. And anyone that has it, I need you to take three minutes of your time, and I want you to get on YouTube, and I want you to search in defense, that's D-E-F-E-N-C-E, because these retards over there actually don't know how to spell proper English, uh, in defense with a C of Impact Wrestling. Now, you would think it's going to be positive about this company, but it's not. Um, they're actually sitting on TNA, as I said, still TNA at the time. Um, then they don't have good wrestlers, they don't have good talkers. Someone calls in to actually bring up Eli Drake, and literally the hosts are screaming over the top of this guy, like complete chat, like, like the WWE fanboys that hate Impact, but the impression that we get from them, just the babiness, like it, it's absolutely everything in this video. However, these people, like Andre Corbillo brought this up on Twitter, but these people are actually getting paid by Anthem through Fight Network, and they're sitting all over the product that they own uh, and making, you know, like crapping all over it, doing the WWE thing. I, I need you guys to go, and I want you to hear this video because it absolutely makes me sick. Um, but look, here's the campaign we're going to watch. Would you rather have those people on Fight Network getting paid by Ed Nordholm and Jeff Jarrett and all that by Anthem to shit on their product, or would you rather have, I don't know, Someone like uh, some real handsome dudes, like a GFW dude, RAV, old wrestling Rob, Pearl, Chef, Kyle, FK9. Would you rather have the heel cast on there representing and actually keeping it honest and real uh, and giving like positive, honest feedback? Because we don't we don't pull punches. If something sucks, we'll say it sucks. What do you, what do you guys think? You know what, Raven Effect? If you think about it, the heel cast kind of is the GFW of the podcast world. Because we bring in folks from everywhere and bring them together. Do you know what I'm saying? We are that hub. We are that GFW hub. Now, I mean, we'd have to tone it down, Raven Effect. You'd have to cut out dick jokes. You know, we'd have a tough time bringing hurls on the program, particularly if we had Kyle on. But, uh, but I definitely think that we could do it, and I definitely think that we could represent, uh, you know, in a, in a very positive but productive way, you know, um, Absolutely. I think I think it's a great idea. I used to listen to a lot of the life audio wrestling back in the day. And I happened to tune in into the Islamiversary review that they did right after the show. And it sounded like a funeral. Why? Because after all the BS, they talk about impact. They talk about DSW, they ended up having to swallow it. Um, I, I am all for the law having at least one show that covers interesting because they have like six or seven different podcasts 
but none of them cover impact wrestling. And that is ludicrous. It, it is not that you have to have like a propaganda style of podcast on the Fight Network, but at least one. I think that would be more than fair to first the audience who is there to listen to every single wrestling, to hear us talk about every single wrestling federation without that attack and bias. The way they attacked that fan that was ludicrous, was uncalled for, and it was hostile. But at the end of the day, that fan ended up being on the right side of history because Islamiversary 15 delivered and it delivered big time. Go ahead, Raven and Fitz. And I doubt, man, look, it, it disgusts me. It does. And it, it makes me so much more mad that uh, FightNet is actually paying these people money. Like, this, is, this is no money ploy. We do this shit for fucking free. We do. And we are the GFW because we bring in everyone. And the fact is, everyone wants to do the heel cast. Okay, look, we, we'll lose half of our audience cutting out dick jokes if we have to. But look, everyone loves to do the heel cast. We're fun. We give it to you real. I mean, look, we've got we've got big time people like Big Ray is giving us a stamp of approval, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm asking all of you, and I will never ask shit from you guys again. I won't, because uh, one, you fail me. But two, look, I want you to tweet Ed Nordholm at, Ned, at Nordholm at Fight Network. It's F-I-G-H-T-N-E-T-W-R-K, and at Real Jeff Jarrett. I want you to tweet them, and I want you to say, fire the law, hire the heel cat, or something along those lines. Yeah. Just do that. Mm-hmm. And you know what, guys? I'm going to throw this out right now. Ed Nordholm wants to sit down the next set of tapings or even before then. I will fly out. I will sit down with him off the record, off tape, off everything else, Tell him exactly what we're about, exactly who we are, and set the record straight for exactly what kind of product he could expect out of the heel cast on his network. And that's straight from the dude. That's right. That, that's the business side and our, um, you know, like our, our only conscience we have. It, it, it's all in the GFW dude. Um, you know, like, <laughs> that's the problem, yes. <laughs> probably. Have you guys seen half the shit that goes on in these chat windows sometimes? I mean, it's a sad thing. This is our morals and uh, our standards. But here's the other thing I want to say, man. Look, I fuck these Like, fuck these guys. I will, I will say this right now. I will never go onto their show because I'm not going to have someone mute me and, and put me on blast where I can't talk back for myself. But I will challenge any of them to come take me on one-on-one on the air. They can talk and hate on GFW and praise their WWE, and I'll throw it back in their face, and I will win this fucking debate. Or they can come on two-on-two, two-on-three, whatever you want to do, and we will line you up, and we will beat your asses. If you want to hate on Impact and you think you got it because it's so easy to bash on GFW, Impact, whatnot, come on, be a man, step up, and have some real fucking competition, and you can't use your little pussy mute button. That's what I want to say. Yeah, and, and all that stuff is coming from one of the guys, and one guy who is like the big head honcho there, and his name... By the way, you're looking for who it is. It's called Dan the Lobransky. I don't know why a grown man would be proud of his mouth, but that is not here or there. So go ahead, Raven. I don't want to talk about these people. This, this All right. Yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, but look, the other yeah. thing I'm going to say, man, look, listeners, tweet it to them. I don't even give a shit if, if it doesn't get us on the air with them or whatever. I'm not looking to try and make money, but look, we need to get them off the air. 
we're talking about getting impact in your network. We're talking about gaining an audience. We're talking about trying to keep this company afloat. It's disgusting that FightNet and Anthem are paying people to actually badden out their product to tell people not to tune in. So do it for GFW Impact Wrestling if no one else. Uh, but, look, let's move on. Um, we did have the highest-rated episode of the year again. Uh, it beat last week. Things are on the up. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about ratings other than a congratulations because, um, you know, we got we got a time limit on this show and, uh, you know, plenty to talk about, especially next. So uh, if, if anyone has anything to say about the ratings other than a congratulations, keep up the good work, uh, step up and go for it. I don't. Congratulations and keep up the good work, work guys. Robert, you saying something, sir? No, that's good. Uh, I am happy to hear that news, and I want them sooner rather than later to broke that final deletion number, which is uh, worth 10K. So hopefully before Bound for Glory, Impact is able to beat that number. Go ahead. Absolutely. And look, when we get Mysterio on the bald A double back, uh, we're going to break that down for Glory Rex. We're going to get it going. Um, no, guys, uh, look, here's the big news story. Um, I think it was the day after we recorded last week, uh, the news broke. There was a domestic dispute incident, whatever you want to call it, uh, between Alberto El Patron and Paige. Uh, the media and TMZ and all that can call him Alberto Del Rio still all they want and uh, mention these with the WWE. But look, um, our, our, our champion of this company is involved in an incident with uh, his significant other. Uh, it, it, I'm not going to call it domestic violence yet because the, the information is not out, but uh, we have our heavyweight champion is suspended. Uh, the guy that they're pushing is the top face of the company. We're going to break this down into four segments, and I'm, I'm going to start with uh, Robert on this one. But, uh, look, he's been suspended. Rob, you think that this is the right move? Uh, I think it was the only move uh, for this moment. I think I know the law works that if you, even the accusation of something doesn't mean that you're guilty, but obviously it's going to look bad on you and it's going to look bad on the product that you, by being the champion you represent. As for editing Alberto Patron out of episodes, I think that would be something kind of hard to do unless you start using all footage, especially from Destination X, with like six to seven weeks in the future. So you can use that time to fill it with that. But obviously, you're going to leave LAX out of being in TV, and that actually might hurt the ratings, hopefully. All of this gets resolved. Oh, by the way, AAA is having triple mania later in the summer, and they are going to use the GFW champion. They haven't announced, obviously, who it is, but Alberto might be a shooting, and they are not going to be happy by having someone who is guilty being there on on Super A pay per view, so hopefully all those things 
get a result if not take the title away from him and put it on someone else. There are plenty of talents in Impact that can carry that goal with, with pride. Go ahead. DFW, did you thoughts on this one? Was it the, was it the right moment? So, I'm going to ask a few questions here, and these answers are the answers that you're going to give are going to probably sum it up. Um, let me ask you a question, Raven Effect. Uh, l- let's talk about Alberto Del Rio's deal with TNA. Um, how do you think he's getting paid and when? Uh, oh, Al Patron. Alberto Al Patron. Y'all got me saying it now. Smack me for that. And you said TNA. You said TNA. Not oh, yeah. W, dude. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let, let's talk about his deal. How do you think it works in in, TN, in, in, in uh, GFW? How do you think his deal works? He probably is the highest paid guy on that roster. Right, but how do you think he gets paid? Do you think he gets paid per appearance? Do you think he gets paid when TV shows air? Or do you think he gets a monthly salary? I don't think he – I think he gets a salary or, or – I don't think he's necessarily getting PBA. I would say a lot of them are, but I, I don't think – I think they paid him to lock him up. So you think they paid him to lock him up, okay? And you think that he's probably getting appearance. My guess is he's probably getting paid per appearance with a salary, too. That's my guess, okay? He's probably getting both. Um, Do you think that they're not going to pay him while he's suspended when he hasn't been guilty of anything? Or that they're going to keep paying him. And what do you think it would do to you as this top talent you wanted to lock up if you paid him and, and, and he wasn't even guilty and you didn't pay him and you held his payment back? I think we can yeah. safely assume that he's not going to be missing a dollar out of his paycheck because of this. Okay? I think it's a very safe assumption because my guess is it's probably incentive-laden and he probably has a stipend as well. Okay? But they're not going to cut his pay because what message does that send to him? What message does that send to the rest of the roster? Now, when is the next time that they're going to have a show come out? Because they didn't take him off the air because that would just be worse for the brand, right? And it actually would be a disaster just to try to fix. They're not taking him off TV. And when's their next set of tapings? A couple more weeks still, right? How long do you think this investigation is going to go on? Think it's going to go on past that time? Or do you think it will all be wrapped up? It'll be wrapped up. I mean, it's, this, is, this, is, this is the easiest investigation of all time, right? They're investigating him. She's saying nothing happened. If you don't have the quote-unquote victim's, um, you know, uh, uh, help, you're not getting anything anyway. It doesn't matter whether he did anything, he gets off. This is the way that these domestic violence things work. They don't press charges 90% of the time. They walk. He's getting off. They know this. So what do they do? They're going to say, let's suspend him. The suspension is meaningless, and everybody on the Internet's debating the suspension. I think it's – I mean, I can't believe everybody is debating this. There's nothing to debate. He's only, quote, unquote, suspended, folks. He's not actually suspended. He's getting paid, and he's not going to miss any TV appearances unless he's actually found guilty, in which case, okay, then they're just going to drop them all together. Okay? So what are they doing? They're covering themselves, okay, by saying he's suspended. But they're going, wink, wink, nine, nine. We know you're going to be at the next set of tapings because something's going to happen. That's all it is. To me, is it the right thing to do? Absolutely. They look good. They're pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. It's, 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 it's a absolutely simple. I know that they talked about there was debate about what to do and what not to do. 
and, and maybe there was, and maybe there wasn't. But this is such a no-brain decision that I, I, I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Yeah, um, look, I, I look at, and I know it's a different regime, but like I said, I mean, they, the last regime when it came out with Bram, who turned out to be innocent. I mean, they suspended Bram right away. Um, you know, you can't treat, you can't treat everyone. Uh, you can't treat people differently. I mean, look, I understand Alberto's value compared to Rams, but uh, you, you have to do it. Um, and, like, if GFW wants to be considered legit, uh, you know, and, like, a, a big-time thing, I mean, look, look at the NFL. Look at all the shit that the NFL goes through with this. Uh, UFC, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson had something along those lines, and they suspended him. And, look, all he did was grab a girl's mat and throw it across the, the cage there, or threw it across the gym. Um, there, there was talk with his woman, but it wasn't the case. Um you know, I mean, the WWE would probably do it, too. Um, look, there's uh, – I've heard people talking about boycotting Impact because of what's going on. I've seen some insane person say to boycott Impact, and he's a fan, because uh, Alberto's a victim of, of, a, of a feminist society or some shit along those lines. Just shut the fuck up with trying to boycott anything. This company does not need anyone boycotting shit. Tune in and be a loyal fan. No one's actually sure what happened, um, and, and that's the stuff that bothers me. Uh, look, people are asking if it should be mentioned. Um, Look, we, we've heard the audio, uh, and it, we don't know what happened, okay? They shouldn't mention it because what are you saying? Al- Alberto attacked his girlfriend. She attacked him. We've heard her say, uh, you know, like, that uh, – or we've heard on this audio that it was him – or it was her hitting him. Uh, you know, that there's there's some stuff involved there. I mean, there, there's rumors uh, of cocaine use. I, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's, that's what people are saying. Um, you know, it's uh, – why, why bring it up? Um, do you guys think it should have been mentioned on the air? That's that's one thing that I, I want to get out here because I see this debate going crazy. Yeah, let me go. So, as for mentioning, I don't think unless he's guilty and you cannot, you know, write him up off TV and you know bleach him out of the TV. I don't think it should be mentioned at all. As for the boycott, those are those are silly people. Obviously, there are people doing boycotts ever since the last the last the hotties left, and you see how productive those have been. As for the cocaine, let me talk about this for a second because that actually managed to piss me off. If you do any type of search. Just ask anyone one who has ever worked with any type of drugs. They will tell you that cocaine is only on the body. The half-life of cocaine is about 30 minutes, and you can only find him, you, uh, someone who test positive, only four days, days after they did it. As long as, long as that past that threshold, the person will uh, appear to be negative. How likely is for someone in GFW to find a wrestler being positive on on one of the tapings? It is basically zero to none because the person can easily stop using it five days before the taping, and he will appear to be clean. Number number two, let's talk about this, because they were also claiming that Cage or Alberto had cocaine 
on their backpacks and all the other conspiracy theories, right? If they were carrying their own drugs, that means that those type of drugs that they are using, if that is true, right? Those are not the regular type of drugs. Those are not street drugs. So how likely are even those to show up positive? That's, that's, that, that whole theme and topic managed to piss me off about because of the pure ignorance on the topic and people opening up their mouth with their Facebook like chemistry degree or something. It it is just managed to piss me off. Go ahead. Uh, You know, look, um, I was actually going to share some some of my personal experiences uh, on the show, but look, we're we're running out of time uh, because we got to keep this one a little bit shorter because uh, we're timed on this. And so, look, uh, I'm going to go to GFW Dude. I'm going to ask him if he has any thoughts on this um, real fast, and then I'm going to go, and then we're going to have to hop into the show so we don't get cut off and lose it. Uh, but, uh, GFW Dude, any, anything else that you feel you want to get out here on the air? Yeah, first of all, when it comes to, to drug abuse, you know, I don't think that we should be really talking too much about it. It's not something that we know for sure. It's not something that's been confirmed. And, you know, I'd hate to paint any kind of a cloud over God. It may not be accurate. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, right? We, we don't know. Uh, as far as things that bother me, look, do I want somebody on my TV set who I know is a cocaine addict? No, I don't want to watch them, right? So as far as I'm concerned, if you are, get off the screen, right? I'm that kind of a person. But at the same point in time, Impact Wrestling, these guys, they tape once a month, Okay. As long as they're not high and doing anything while they're potentially hurting somebody else on the show, if they want to do it two or three weeks in advance of a show, I don't think Impact Wrestling is responsible for what they're doing there. They're there once a month for a week. While they're there, yeah, if they're doing it, you're fired. You're done because you're not just on company time, but you could hurt somebody. You know, These people, they put their lives in their own hands. If I'm a talent, I don't want to work with somebody that's going to do it because I never know when they're going to shoot up. I don't think it's possible to, to do cocaine once a month. And I have a feeling listeners are probably already typing that into the YouTube chat window as we speak. But my point is it's Impact Wrestling's only responsible for them while they're there. Okay? That even said, I don't want them on the TV screen either. But, again, we don't know what they do, what those two do or don't do. And it's, it's not any of our business, really, honestly, to be talking about it. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's not our business. Um, you know, it, it, there's some stuff that I, I feel I could have, you know, used analytically, but it, it's not our business. Not only are we running out of time, but, like, it's not our business. And we don't know for sure if that's the truth or not. Um, and, you know, look, uh, I, I'm just I'm going to sum this up, and I'm sorry because we got to get going. But, look, um, we've got uh, – I've heard people saying that the show should be changed. No, like, there's nothing proven either way. They can't change the show. Do you not remember what happened with Hernandez? Like, the – Business decision-wise, they did the right thing. They cannot change and edit their shows. They can't bring everyone back to the impact zone. It takes you fucking weeks to show. Um, look, I, I will say this, though, man. Like, one thing I'm proud about, uh, we did kind of warn them on the show. Look, and I said this myself. No one else said it um, because I, I don't want anyone else to have this burden on them. But I said, look, when they brought him in, all the stuff that was going on, I said, it kind of sounds like substance abuse. Um, and, you know, there, there's a rumor now, but that's not the case. But, look. Uh, I don't think Drew Galloway or Bully Ray, if they would have gotten this contract that Alberto did, I don't think they would be the champion right now. I don't think they would have main evented Slammiversary. I think this guy was given the spot because of who he is 
And what we tried to say on the show was don't jump and get him all this right away because you got to make sure this guy can prove stuff to himself. He's done a lot of good, but, I mean, look, there's an incident. It's a toxic fucking relationship, whether he's guilty or not. A toxic relationship is terrible news. I have been in one or had been in one for six years of my life. There is nothing really good that comes out of it. Um, I've seen cage sites speak. Uh, I, I try to pull up these, these – uh, to get the impact results, and I see them just sitting in, like, I can't believe that someone would tune in. We're having so much trouble watching, knowing that there's a, a known woman beater on the show here, and this would never happen in the WWE. Like, I want to tell you, for one, you don't know shit. Two, we don't know shit. Three, uh, it did happen in the WWE. Vince McMahon actually tried to pay Deborah to shut her up and not come out about Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they paraded him on TV as the top guy. Um, so I want to put that shit to bed right now. Uh, anyone that wants to say WWE is so much better than Impact and GFW and the criticism they're getting in that aspect, that needs to shut down. Um, look, you have another thing you got to say, man. If uh, if this yeah. isn't resolved by August 17th, um, they've got to start. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. Let me break. This is a, a kind of a breaking news as we are recording right now. There is a uh-huh. picture on Twitter with Karen Jarrett and Rey Mysterio in Nashville, and apparently he was on Nashville and he was offered a contract. So there, there is breaking news even on the hill. Oh, shit, you're getting your money. Yeah. My, my understanding from what I read earlier is that he actually left there with a contract in hand. I don't know that it was signed, but he's there for the WWE taping. And he met with WWE folks, but he had already met with GFW during the day. So they put a contract in his hand. It's up to him whether he wants to sign it or not. Yeah. Well, hey, so he's having selfies with Karen Jarrett and stuff like that. So. He wouldn't hate on Karen Jarrett all she wants. She already uh, had yeah. a couple <laughs> of like, and Dixie were left happen. Um, look, this is the last topic I just want to bring up on this uh, Alberto thing. Look, um, if this is not resolved and the suspension is still on, look, August 17th, there's a live show. Um, and that's when the real dilemma comes up. Look, I've read the spoilers. Uh, I know GFW Dude has as well. Uh, we're not going to talk spoilers on this show by any means, but, look, he's got a title defense that night. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, it's, uh, it's not the guy that they should put the belt on if they're going to have him come on the show and job uh, and, and put someone over and drop the belt. Um, I think there's a loophole with the number one contender match on there that they'll probably go with if they have to do that. But the other thing, um, it, it's either that or they just come out and say, look, we suspended our champ and our, our title vacant. Um, that's that, that's that's the real dilemma right now, um, and uh, we do need to move on. But I don't know if anyone else wants to chime in real quick uh, and make it quick. But GFW uh, did anything? I, I, I could I could see him I could see him doing a job. I'm not as I'm not as against that as you are. To, to the guy he's facing now, like what do you see? Yeah, I, <clears throat> yes. If it's if it's what I, I remember reading, I could see it. Oh, I'm not a fan of the person. No, you're not. Then I then I didn't read. Then then it's not who I think it is because I'm a big fan of the person I thought it was. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's not that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'll shut up now. Yeah, that, that's not a world champion that you put the belt on. You know. Um, Rob, uh, if later yeah, you're right. You're right. That's not who I was thinking, buddy. That's not who I was thinking. Yeah. So, Rob, um, look, if you were. It came down August 17th, and this show isn't resolved. Uh, what would you do if you were GFW? Yeah, if if any is not resolved, I would I would change the title. If I know the person, blah blah blah, and I read the spoilers. 
Now, obviously, I'm not going to talk about that because I respect this audience and I love each and every one of you listening all the way through. We are almost an hour in. So let me put my thoughts. Yeah, okay. So I will change the title, obviously. I, it doesn't matter. Change the title, and we could have later down the card do another title change. Even though that might be seen as meaningless and you're hot potato the title, but it doesn't matter. It, it would be the best advice possible. Just take the title off of Alberto because he might even get into worse type of trouble in the near future. Yeah. All right. So, look, you, you got our perspective as much as we can actually say right now. So, look, let's jump into Impact because we got about 40 minutes before this thing cuts us off and we have no more show left. Um, look, uh, so, Impact kicks off. We got LAX in the clubhouse. Uh, basically, they're saying that, uh, you know, they're going to make Alberto pay and whatnot. Uh, for for turning down LAX, uh, we're not going to talk that right now because um, basically we'll talk that in the end. But look, uh, there was also the uh, the show started off with Joseph Park saying that Grado was uh, possibly going to get deported. The president wanted to deport him and whatnot. So uh, look, the 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 goal for them is to uh, try and get Grado hitched to one of the knockouts. Have him marry one of the knockouts. Um, say what you want, man, and and I've definitely said what I've wanted in the past, but I will say these segments were pretty damn funny to me. I, I assume JB's part of it. I think Joseph Park, the character he's doing now, the stuff that they're doing, I was not a fan of Joseph Park at first uh, years ago. I'm liking it now. Uh, these, this was pretty funny. I think the uh, Braxton Sutter part may have actually been part of a storyline, although, you know what, man, if uh, any good guy would still be pissed off if someone came up and tried to ask his wife to marry him. But uh, look, uh, Rob, did you actually enjoy these skits with uh, Grado trying to get with the knockouts? We'll talk yeah. yeah, I'm not the biggest radio fan, but his performance and Joseph Park's performance this Thursday was on point. Go ahead, Raven. Oh, I just got a DFW, dude. Well, you know I'm going to like it. I mean, I like Credo. I find them refreshing. I find them funny. I like these backstage skits. They, they, they're, they're a break from the monotony of watching wrestling matches. We all love wrestling matches. We all love five-star wrestling matches. But we all also love the comedy breaks in between. And we love the, the, the serious, you know, storylines, too. So this is all great stuff. And great is le- le- legitimately, like, hysterical. And so is Joseph Park. You put them together. I mean, did you guys see the sign on uh, Joseph Park's car? By the way, did you see that? Because I had to pause it and then kind of squint to make it out. You know what it said? I missed it. A good a good lawyer knows the law. A great lawyer knows the judge. <laughs> law offices of parks, parks, and parks. It's hysterical stuff. I mean, they even have the car decorated, but they don't, like, make it a point to make it too, too clear on the screen. Uh, the, whole thing, the whole thing is, 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 is awesome, you know, right down to talking about how he got the car from, I think it was his grandfather, and three more payments, and it's paid off. It, it's just funny stuff. And it's not to be taken seriously, but that's not the point either. So just kick back and enjoy it and laugh along. Definitely. Um, so, look, uh, something that wasn't a laughing matter, we had the Super X Cup. Uh, man, I was impressed with it. It started off kind of slow to me uh, and kind of disappointed me, but towards the end it really picked up. Uh, ACH, my man, uh, getting the pinball victory off another guy I'm a really big fan of, and Andrew Peverett. Um all I can say, man, is I think uh, this was a hard – I don't think that this would have been the match choice that would have went in the first round. 
Um, but uh, I think the right person probably went over. Uh, they mentioned Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, it was cool to see that they did that. They mentioned uh, a guy who cashed in options B hitting that brain buster. Uh, I really, I'm really not going to speak on this one, man. Um, I'm gonna let it, uh, we'll go to GFW Dude on your thoughts on this one. You know, I've been a fan of ACH going back to Ring of Honor. I think he's fantastic in the ring. He had a program with Matt Seidel, which was just awesome in Ring of Honor. Anybody that <clears throat> watches Ring of Honor knows that if you haven't, check out the videos. Uh, it was absolutely great stuff. Where ACH lacks is character. We saw it last week where he had that huge smile on his face that you guys made fun of. I'm right there with you. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. They also made it a very strong point to bring him out of an independent in uh, the Chicago area, if I remember correctly, where they're trying to maybe promote that independent and say that he came from there. So that was great. I'm looking forward to ACH and Impact Wrestling. I think that he's going to add a great X Division style. Definitely still needs to work on the character development, but that seems to come with these guys when they've been around for a while. And quite frankly, they need to put him and Matt Seidel in the ring together at some point because those two guys are gold. Rob, uh, your thoughts on ACH getting the win over Andrew Everett? Yeah, a good match. I like both of the guys, but still my, my money is still with Xavier, Desmond and Xavier for, to win the, the Super X Cup. All right, well, yeah, I mean, that's about all I got there. Um, I actually thought maybe mention that uh, that indie or whatever may have been just a way to bypass the fact that he was in NXT uh, for a little bit there. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i very excited about ACH, and if that guy's not fine, that's a huge mistake. Um, look, we had the uh, Gail Kim announcement, uh, which was to FK9's happiness that this will be the last year we will see Gail Kim in Impact. Uh, so Gail is going to hang it up, uh, retire at the end of the year. Um, kind of like I want to say this: uh, there's so much hate. It, it seems it's almost 50-50 sometimes on Gail, and uh, our boy FK9 is probably the ringleader of it. But um, man, the thank you, Gail's, and seeing the real tears in the fans, fans uh, in the eyes of some of those fans out there. I mean, that that was just awesome stuff. Um, I'm a fan of Gail. It'll be sad to see her go. If she goes out as a champ, I'm totally, completely fine with that, 100%. I'd like to think she'll put over Rosemary or Allie on her way out. But uh, thank you, Gail. I'm ready to see where this ride goes. It's sad to see her go. But greatest women's wrestler of all time, in my opinion. She, uh, This was a company that put women's wrestling on the map and not making it look like a, like a joke in bra and panties matches, just selling sex. And uh, Gail is number one in that. So that's all I have to say. And I'm going to go to uh, GFW Dude and let you say your thoughts on it, my friend. Sorry, I'm yep. getting the mute button off. So, Kat's probably already left 10 comments, and they're probably just covering Grado, right? But but here's the deal, Kat. When you've had my week, and trust me, it's been the week from hell, as Raven Effect can attest to, uh, you're just going to keep zinging them out there. So, here's here's my thing on, uh, on Gail Kim. Uh, she's the most over talent in the impact zone. I mean, no doubt. I mean, they were just screaming for the top of their lungs. She's a living legend. And the fans respect that. And quite frankly, you know, if I'm Brock Lesnar, John Cena, I don't know who that's the top at WWE. And somebody tells me that WrestleMania is coming up, 
I want you to have one last match with Hulk Hogan or one last match with Ric Flair. And you're going to drop the belt so they can finally retire as champion. Now, look, I realize neither one of those guys should be back in the ring, probably physically able to get back in the ring. And sure as heck is never actually going to retire if they can wrestle, right? But I'm looking at that and I'm going, man, this is a no-lose proposition. I go out, I make that guy look like, it, look like the superstar they used to be, and the fans are going to remember it, and they're going to remember me for life. Gail Kim is no different than that. If I'm Rosemary and Gail Kim is going to beat me for the title on her last day and keep it, I'm okay with it. She helped put me here through her hard work. I respect that. I respect Gail Kim. And quite frankly, the fans are going to be so forgiving of her because I'm going to be giving the fans what they want. So everybody talks about Gail needs to put people over on their way out. Trust me. Trust me. If they work to put Gail over on Gail's way out, it will come back a hundredfold. So not only do I have a problem with it, I, I mean, I'd support it a hundred percent. And I suspect the talent would agree with that. Count's not going to agree with that, but I strongly suspect that the talent would go right along with it. Rob, anything on this? Rob, are you there, buddy? Yeah, right now. Uh, All right. So I I would love to see Gil Kim at least having one match with Ali. So they have to hurry up with that whole Braxton Stutter, CNI, and everybody else's storyline and wrap it up. I want to see her against Ali, against Rosemary, obviously. And I would love to see Gil Kim and, and Robert Irvine doing at least one match together because I I think that will draw that could draw a couple of of people because of how popular his cook show used to be. So those are three matches that I would uh, like to see before Gil Kim hangs her boots at, at, at least on Inter Wrestling. But by the way, I would love her to be the agent of the knockout. I, I, I don't want to see her return back to the WWE. No, no. You were someone who was, your career was revitalized here on Impact, and you should stay here and help the next generation here on Impact Wrestling. That is something which Impact Wrestling has managed to drop the ball time and time and again. Why the hell would we have to get people to train or impact guys from other places like, let's say, the former WWE employees like Sugar Shane Helms when we had a ring general like Christopher Daniels that should be the one training or the next generation of guys. But that is a conversation for another day. Go ahead. No problem. Look, um... I'm just going to say the Robert Irvine thing, look, I don't want to see the guy in the ring, but you do make a good point. It may attract some viewers. And uh, the way they book KM, I'm sure KM and Sienna against uh, Gail and Robert Irvine, KM may eat that pen to uh, Robert Irvine himself. But uh, if maybe put in some demographics, look, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've heard that the rumor is she wants to start a family. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to make her have time to be an agent because it's kind of the same taping schedule, but I don't think she'll actually go back to WWE if that is the case. Um, so, like, uh, then we have this segment with these uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk real briefly on this because I really don't have shit to say, but Chris Adonis, who I don't want to see on TV, but 
guys I want to see on TV even less, these uh, small mate guys. Uh, apparently Adonis, after the Royd thing, doesn't look like those guys anymore and was pissed about it. Uh, I don't know. Did he sub them or they sub him? Some shit. I don't know. It was just why the fuck was this on TV? Why does GFW or TNA have to be the scapegoat? Like we had to put Bigfoot and those fucking hillbillies on the, on the air and shit to put over just the worst programming that their network puts on. That's all I have to say. Um, I don't know if you guys even want to talk about this because uh, we're we got 30 minutes left. But uh, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. All right, uh, something else I wish I could move the fuck on from. Um, Jesus Christ, what does this do, Jeff Jarrett? What do, what does this minis or midgets stuff do? So we had Jameis. Uh, I don't know if it's Jameis. It's Jameis 666 against uh, Octagon Tito. Um, Octagon Cito one. Uh, just are you fucking kidding me? I, I made this joke last week because I knew this was coming on TV, but Jesus Christ, why is this happening? Uh, nothing on Raven Effect then. Uh, Rob, anything you want to say? Yeah, I, I am happy to see Octagon Cito on Impact Wrestling, obviously because I grew up watching him. But however, I understand that does that does not translate into the mainstream audience. Therefore. Having those two segments, which didn't manage to be a hookup for a lot of the mainstream audience, back-to-back was a bad idea, but I cannot argue against numbers. But it was not my case if I wanted to bring more new casual people in and more mainstream people in. Go ahead. Raymond, let me ask you a question, because you, you said, you know, you, you don't like this midget thing, and, and I'm not sure that I'm a big midget guy either, but did you think that Octagon Tito put on a good match? I will, give him, I will give credit there. Uh, that is one thing I actually did uh, plan on saying after uh, Robert brought it up. Was it, it was actually, like, as far as that stuff goes, it's more impressive than anyone else I've probably ever seen. So let me ask you a question, okay? Put your computer down for a minute. How old do you think Octagon Tito is? This is for this is for Raven effect. How old I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm I'm not gonna say I think he's uh Houston Thunder Liger going over half of the uh ROH town at like age seventy three, but uh, I'm gonna go maybe fifties from after just kind of what Rob said. He's forty five years old. He's forty five year old man doing that stuff. I mean, I know he's four foot ten, and I know it's the midget thing, but man, give the guy some love for being able to move like that at forty-five in a ring. That's pretty darn impressive. That's all I got. I, I think I, yeah. I think his talent is actually is actually there, and when you consider the age, and he moves better than most of the guys that are half his age, dude, dude, dude's got my respect. I got respect for that guy. He's uh he's definitely better in the ring than Cher or, or Chris Adonis I would say. Um, I'm not gonna knock it. Look, uh, and that that guy was impressive. I will give him that credit, especially age, size, all of that. Um, you know, the fact of the matter, man, like it, it's probably got to be pretty shitty to be a midget. It really does. They're a disadvantage. Um, I'm not bad mouthing them at all. I mean, that that's a shitty handicap to have to deal with in your life. But look, the uh, he's a small the, person. He's a small person. Small person. Look, man, they've they've tried this in WWF. They've tried this in. I think they tried it in WCW. Look, they're, they're, it just it doesn't appeal. It doesn't draw. It's never going to draw. 
I don't know what Jeff is actually thinking is going to happen with this. It's just, I mean, dude, you're you're just taking time from people who will draw or or will really help the company grow. Um, And and that's how I feel about it. But, uh, look, people that I do think can make the company grow, uh, EC3 came out to do commentary for Moose uh, and uh, Naomichi Marafuji, uh, Impact Grand Championship match. Uh, So, because I think this this is what I think happened. Because EC3 pretty much didn't say shit. Uh, he came out and said he felt like the uh, the childhood divorce in between the two of them. I thought that was funny. Um, I what I actually think is how the commentators will go back and uh, you know go go over the show uh, and re-commentate, do the announcement before it airs. I think they just couldn't get EC3 back. Is going to be my guess. So that's why it just went silent. Um, but uh, we saw EC3 come in, uh, hit Marafuji with the belt, caused it a uh, a DQ or a no contest or whatnot. Uh, Moose got the better of him, so it seems like they're moving EC3 to a title he's better than. But uh, I love seeing EC3 back in the suit. That is a handsome fucking man uh, who should be the franchise and face of this company. And uh, I, I think Moose was getting the better of him. I, I would have said Moose should have won that match had it gone. But uh, GFW, dude, your thoughts on it? I just hate this division. I think it's ridiculous. I keep hearing about the possibility of the next-gen title from GFW coming back soon, and I sure as hell hope it replaces this one. I sure I sure do. Um, I do not like EC3 in a mid-card role unless it's going to lead to a mid-card versus a world title match, right, unification, Hogan Warrior style. Uh, outside of that, I just, just this grand championship rule stuff just is lost on me. It's just like, it's a snooze. Rob, I thought that part. Yeah. What what things that caught my attention was the aftermath of the match because Marafuji got caught and he looked insane. Hell. So I don't know what the hell happened backstage, but he truly looked pissed, especially on the YouTube uh, content that they are adding to be more, put more context into the show. But I'm not a big fan of having mixed match, mixed match when it comes down to sizes. I like to keep my heavyweight wrestling with heavyweights and smaller guys with smaller guys. This was a good match, but some of the failing, you know, I was not feeling it because of how big Mirsh is, Moose is. I want to see now more of EC3 with the Grand Champion. It would be perfect. It would, they would change the rules and make it a TV title and have a little bit of EC3, a little bit of a run with EC3 with that title. However, it all depends on what happened with their patron. If something crazy happened with their patron, in wrestling, you can always trust to put the belt on EC3 and everything will be back to normal and all right. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I uh, I don't even know where to where to go with that. I just like seeing the it was kind of like the old EC3 was back. Um, I think the guy's better than this. I think the Grand Championship division has got to change. Uh, just make it a mid card title. I like the belt itself. Uh, definitely don't mind the name of it. Uh, I kind of like the next gen a little bit better, but according uh, to Andre Corbeil, the next gen title is kind of ugly. Uh, I, I like the uh, the Grand Championship, but um, you know we'll see where this goes from here. Uh, Apparently, EC3 and Moose, I'm fine with that feud uh, as long as EC3 goes over, and that's no disrespect to Moose because he's my guy too. But 
All right, guys, we got uh, 20 minutes. We got three matches to talk about before this thing kicks us off of the air. Um, Trevor Lee has some fucking personality. Thanks a lot, Herhelm. Uh, Trevor Lee came out. You know, it, it was kind of funny uh, coming out, parading himself around as the division champion. Uh, that he was in awe, or like I think he said he was in awe, or like uh, stunned to be in the ring with the, with such great uh, opponent and William Weeks, his handpicked guy. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, William Weeks definitely doesn't look like he could uh, beat up your local 13-year-old. Uh, it, it's a junior high, but um, it was funny. You know, Sanjay comes out, attacks him afterwards. Trevor Lee escapes with the belt. It was nice to see some personality from Trevor Lee. Rob, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's re- really at least. He is improving Trevor Lee on the mic. I want to see more of him on the mic. The whole song that I thought being, being like uh, outside and blah, 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 I was not feeling it. But however, at least it's a storyline with the exhibition guys. So I want to see the progress. Maybe they could make me fall in love with that storyline. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to see Trevor Lee, you know, with a personality too, an actual storyline. I guess my only complaint about this is I, I'd like to see Andrew Everett actually give it a shot at some point, but uh, kudos to them. They jobbed the crap out of Trevor Lee for the longest time, and now they're giving him something to do and something that hopefully can help promote the guy up the card. He's certainly done the job. It's never been anything against Trevor Lee and always they just want to see what Andrew Everett can do. So I'm kind of happy for him. As far as William Weeks is concerned, uh, what an enhancement talent. That guy fit the role perfect. I mean, they might as well brought Dewey Barnes back. Well, I mean, look, Trevor Lee might be good, but he's no Dewey Barnes. You know what I mean? I mean, no one's going to go over Dewey Barnes. Uh, that guy pretty much could change the entire X Division if, if GFW knew what they were doing and signed the right guys. Um, as far as knowing what they're doing, uh, LVN has shined. Uh, she got the win over my new crush, who is Ava Story. Uh, man, I'll be honest, uh, this match was not very good to start off. Uh, it it kind of looked a little bit sloppy. I also want to say that there were some knockouts that they showed Grado hitting on, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? But, uh, man, Ava story. I just have a crush on her. Uh, LV, LVN gets the win, uh, and then we see Grado come out uh, and try and – I think he asked her out on a date, not asked her to marry him. Uh, there was a Netflix and chill chance, which was awesome. So uh, as much as we shit on the impact zone, a fucking Netflix and chill – uh, that's pretty legit. That's a new one. Um, but, uh, look, Laurel's been shining. Looks like they're going to go in an angle with Grado trying to uh, get hitched to LVN, who's got low standards. Uh, she's playing this character well. I mean, her, you know, after the Braxton thing, uh, you know, Congo Kong kind of seems like to be her man. Uh, and, you know, like I said, she's really taking this too far in real life, too. I mean, she's fucking Zack Ryder. I mean, she's fucked her way to the middle. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a... Uh... <laughs> dude, your thoughts on... on angle and match, man. Well, you stole my thunder on Ava's story because I, I, got, I got to tell you, that, that girl, if I was going to marry one of the knockouts, man, that's, that's it right there. And, and, and that's the one, right? No doubt at all. I mean, she's just, she just is a cutie. I mean, there's no doubt about it, you know? I'd like to see her maybe give her something to do. In the meantime, she can be the enhancing talent that we get to see every week. I'd be fine with that. As far as Laura Van Ness, I mean, God, you just this, this girl's knocking out of the park. I mean, they gave her an opportunity with this character, and Let's face it, the story arc for this character was over months ago, and yet it's still entertaining as all hell. So, you know what? Congratulations to you, Laurel Van Ness. You are just absolutely rocking it out, girl. And, and now, now you're going to be with Grado for a while, and that'll give the character even more life. I mean, wow. Just, she's doing a phenomenal job. I enjoy that, that segment 
especially the acting out of Laura Vanes, Grado, Joseph Park, and also the impact on crowd. So we, it is not the usual stuff that I enjoy, but everybody at least at this moment play the part and they play it pretty well, well, and they have me laughing. So if that was the goal that they intended, they, they, they managed to make it happen. Go ahead, Raven. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, you know, look, I, I also want to backtrack and say this. Uh, I shit all over Trevor Lee last week. Um, he showed me a little something more. I still want to see it in the ring. I, just, I, I meant to say that before we went and moved on. Um, mm. now, I think this could actually be funny. As bad as we've been and hard as we've been on Grado, uh, I, I actually do think this has some light and potential. I think Laurel has really – I think it was uh, the only one that was a runaway when we did our half-year awards and Laurel was the most improved all around, uh, and that's strictly off character. But, uh, look, so we we went to the main event. Um, LAX had said that they were going to make Alberto El Patron pay uh, for, you know, not accepting the offer, kind of punking him out and disrespecting him the way that he did. Uh, so, you know, he had came out and confirmed that he was not with LAX. Uh, so the tag team match was set up at, at the start. It was uh, going to be Alberto with his opponent, uh, who was supposed to be his arch rival, and Lashley. Uh, I don't know if they're going the Lashley babyface route, but they took on the tag team champions in LAX in a non-title match. Uh, how anyone would have expected LAX to win this match, I, I don't know what you were thinking, but uh, look, Alberto and Lashley go over. Uh, we see the embrace between Alberto and Lashley. You know, it's kind of like at the end, Alberto picks up the mic like he did at, uh, at the end of Slammiversary and put Lashley over, but you know, minus the curse words and the WWE bashing, but, uh, you know, he talked about how he gave him the fight of his life, the embracement there. So I'm not sure if they're turning Lashley face. There's kind of a, a lack of what to do with Lashley right now, in my opinion, if it's not, uh, at least as a heel. So um, I guess, uh, GFW, dude, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think that Lashley's trying to run his course as the heel. I think that they need to make him the face that maybe isn't going after the face champion for a while, right? I mean, if he's the heel, he's got to keep going after the belt because that's all he's about. And there's also talk of him going back to MMA full time. My guess is that he's going to take some time off and have an MMA fight anyway. We probably won't see him either in August or after August for the next set of tapings. Just depends on when his match plays out. So, that's what I think is going on there. Uh, who's going to win this match? I mean, like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Dummy, yeah, LAX wasn't going over. But you know what? They were put in a spot where they had the main event role, uh, much like they did with the K last year. And the Hardys, they put these guys in the main event role. So that's great for the tag division, you know, what little there is of it. So I think that's great. And, and I think that they're really, really – and I said this on, in a comment on Asylum. I think that they're going hard after the Hispanic demographic. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think anytime you're marketing, you're marketing to demographics. That's a demographic that fits professional wrestling fans to a T. Obviously, you know, there's a huge market in Mexico. And, you know, and you've got El Rey with um, – <clears throat> you know, with what's going on there and everything else. So I, I think it's smart. I think it's smart business on the part of, uh, of, of GFW. So I think it's, I think it's great all around. The match itself was what you expected. I mean, you weren't looking at it going, gee, I wonder who's going to win. Right. And, you know, uh, El Patron and Lashley, they, they weren't going to be, you know, doing amazing moves and amazing spots. So y- you had some cool stuff and you had some fun spots, but, that this was really more about putting people in a position to move them off the card. 
I enjoyed the match. I it was fun, and it was uh, quite surprising to see Bobby Lashley working as a tag team wrestler. He seemed to be very pumped and, and having fun, and you can tell by his facial expression. LAX is so good that they could carry having like losses back to back, and that would not hurt that that push or that their popularity. As long as far as the whole global force appealing to the democrat the Hispanic demographic, I think that was obvious since they put Gushman Phil on charge, who was very successful. Especially here in Puerto Rico, he was the top booker when he was writing the show. The show were packing like 10,000 people at least every three to four months, something like that. Without, and they were packing like 2,000 people every single week, twice, like Wednesday, no, Friday and Saturday. I want to see more of this storyline. This storyline is having a lot of success when it comes down to the wrestling, the rating, and it is intriguing because they are always at least finish in finish the episode up with a cliffhanger, something that impact didn't used to do. So I am enjoying that storyline. I want to see more of that. And I am a happy customer. And that is the most important thing at the end of the day. I am a happy customer of impact. Go ahead, Raven. Yeah, no, um, you know, maybe they are trying to re- really reach a uh, Hispanic dem- demographic there. I mean, WWE tried, but look, let's face it, you have a fucking team of like 27 white writers, and, uh, you know, it's, it's no surprise that it didn't fail when Eddie passed away. Uh, and then, you know, you, you started just putting it in the hands of a bunch of writers instead of letting the wrestlers be the wrestlers. Um, you know, what GFW has going for them to reach that market, especially if they're getting Mysterio too, man, uh, and Alberto, you know, not being able to be himself. But, dude, the real MVP they got there is Conan. Uh, you know, like, Conan comes back, man, and it's fire. You bring him out with LAX, and they're fire. Um, and, and that's the guy, and I'm going to talk about one thing here before we go uh, with Conan, and I'm going to go back to it. Um, but, look, the only other things I want to say, man, is, uh, you know, you talked about, uh, I mean, where does LAX go from here, the tag team? Uh, we don't know if there's going to be a new member. I want to see my boy Homicide come back, uh, X Division there, uh, or him in Kingston. But uh, look, uh, LAX, man, if we're looking for some tag team competition for them, uh, that could be legit. Let's put Seidel and ACH together as a team as well. Uh, I think that could be a short-lived, really good feud. Um, the last thing, man, and, and I'm not going to be the popular belief here, but if Lashley does go to Bellator and kind of focus on MMA, I, I, I kind of prefer that, to be honest. Um, my, my attachment to GFW is uh, much bigger than it is to Bellator. But, look, I'm an MMA guy. I want to see what Lashley can do. I want to see our guy go in there and win that belt. Because, uh, man, it just, his cred will go through the roof. It'll help uh, GFW's cred go through the roof, and it'll be amazing. Um, but, you know, we, we will run the risk of losing him good or for good. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's they got to do something different with Lashley now. Uh, so here's the last thing, guys. Um, there was some sort of tweet, and it seems like we might be uh, Conan and Jarrett maybe having beef, like, in all actuality. So there was something on Twitter with uh, Jarrett. I, I don't even know what it was, but Jarrett promoting uh, like the AAA guys or doing some promotion, and he, he's putting over the AAA guys really bad. And you know, Conan chimed in like, "What about Crash guys?" 
Uh, Conan let Hurricane Helms on his podcast uh, this past week, shit all over uh, GFW, from what I understand. So, I mean, Conan was pretty damn cool to uh, put his beef aside to let AAA work in GFW in the same company he was with. Um, he's given us Garza and Laredo Kid from Crash, who, who I love watching, and I, I'd love to see them get a bigger push. But uh, I don't know if there's much to it, but like, there, there's been issues with Conan and this company in the past. Jarrett was running it back then. Um, I mean, obviously there was Dixie, but uh, GFW, dude, any thoughts, man? I mean, it could be absolutely nothing, but... What do you expect of Conan? I mean, this is what he does, right? He does this to everybody. He gets pissed off and he runs his mouth. I mean, he's just it's just... This is Conan. I, I think that they knew this when they brought him in, and I think they feel like they can control him and whatnot. And if they, if they can't, I guess they'll run without him. Um, but that's what he does. I mean, this is his history, right? Has he ever not done this, gotten pissed off and started screaming and doing the wrong thing by the company? I mean, maybe in WCW when he was an active wrestler. I don't know. But, I mean, it was a concern. I mean, he, was, he was – even back at WCW, dude was incredibly outspoken backstage. And that was, the, you know, when the internet was just getting started, we all knew that Conan was a was a problem child. So, I mean, but this is who he is, right? He survived for a reason because he's got talent. And they apparently see that. And so they're willing to put up with it. But, um, I mean, no. Should he be doing it? No. And AAA probably has a better talent basis than Crash does. And they probably have the ability to promote – impact better and they probably have events that are using impact wrestlers sooner and so they're pushing that today and if crash comes along tomorrow and crash can generate more money then they'll get the bigger push it's just business with it was uh gfw that's all it is yeah i i don't get it from conan i don't but whatever i mean look uh, and i'll take it to, i'll take it to rob here in a sec just to end it um but uh like the uh yeah, Conan does have that history, um, and apparently the AAA roster is a whole lot better. I mean, just look at Lucha Underground for one. Um, the other thing is uh, John, Johnny Mundo or John Morrison's girlfriend or fiance or whatever that uh, has been kind of tweeting about how much he enjoys GFW and whatnot did legitimately quit AAA uh, over something that happened at the tapings. Maybe we will see her soon, but uh, Rob, I'm going to kick it back to you. This thing's going to kick us off in about six or seven minutes. Um, so if the show ends uh, when we're still talking or I don't say goodbye, You'll know what happened, but uh, Rob, thoughts on the Tony and AAA crash, all that? Yeah, let's talk about Conan. Cohen has has always been that type of a safe guy. He likes to do and to generate heat between the talent, and that that is something. My advice when it comes down to Conan is to take him seriously, but don't take him literally. I I won't be surprised if he's helping writing some of the. LAX storyline with Josh Mansell. As for the whole AAA team, it was something that happened with Sexy Star. They brought her in because she had a huge ego. She don't like the job. And they throw the girlfriend of Johnny Morrison under the bus. But the thing is that John Morrison have all the belts, basically all the belts of AAA. He had to either cruise away the world title, and the mid-card title. So the crash is going to take advantage of that. And I won't be surprised if the crash ended up becoming the hottest uh, promotion in Mexico. So I think it's not a good assessment by Jeff Jarrett to only promote 
triple A. But that's it. Thank you to everybody for listening all the way through to the Hillcast. So I'm signing out. Go ahead and finish the show. Raven. All right, yeah, I mean, look, I want to apologize to the listeners. Uh, you know, I hope you understand the circumstances. Uh, we got to cut this a little bit shorter than we'd like to because I'd like to give you more analysis uh, with this show, and I'm sure we kind of all would. But, uh, look, uh, we're about to wrap it out. That was on behalf of Wrestling Robert. Check him out at Robert Does Wrestling. Uh, the new, once again, GFW dude. And any closing thoughts you want to say before we head out, my friend? Nah, man, it was just great. It was just great to be back. You know, scheduling's been a been a major pain. Um, glad to be on. And no doubt, and uh, you know, we recorded late, about a day later than we normally do this week. Uh, Raven Effect schedule kind of uh, butt stuck in there. Um, I knew work hours, but uh, look, I want to thank everyone for tuning in again. Uh, hopefully, next week we'll have a little more time. Seriously, uh, the GFW dude went out of his way to get on the show. Uh, so look want to thank him very much. Thanks to Rob for being a team player with us as well. We're have, glad to have him on the Heelcast board. You'll see more of Rob with us. Uh, Heelcast listeners nation, tweet to Fight Network, Ed Nordholm, Jeff Jarrett, get the lot out, bring the Heelcast in, keep watching Impact, get those ratings up, have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Peace. And we're done. Still yeah, good job, man. Yeah. Thanks for stepping in, buddy. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good show, Robert. You did a great job, man. Yeah, thanks. I mean, oh, can I speak spoilers with you, right? Oh, yeah, we, we read spoilers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they're, at least at the moment, they're having, like, uh, at least on AAA, they have not announced anything when it comes down to Alberto Patron, but he's supposed to defend the title there in behalf of GFW. So that that is gonna that has to work at least have some validity when it comes down to why they don't want to take that title away from him. Yeah, and not only that, let me let, let me tell you something. What I said is exactly what they're doing. They're like, yeah, 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 you're suspended. It's all going to go yeah. away in a week, and we're going to look good, and you're not going to miss a paycheck, and you're going to be cleared of all wrongdoing, and all we're going to do is get some additional publicity out of it. That's all it is, and there's absolutely nothing to debate about it. It's just, it's just, they're just playing it. When are yeah. those house Unless... shows, though, is what I wonder? Are those house yeah. shows before the Destination I, X? I think it's a, yeah, it's before. I think it's a August Life, something like that. Yeah, it is, you're right. It'll, yeah. Be, it'll be interesting to see if the suspension's still on. We can ask Jeff and Kyle, or we can ask Kyle if uh, he could Alfred go there with there the enough. belt. He could go there with the belt and claim to be suspended from from GFW Wrestling. And I'm here anyway because I'm in Mexico. I mean, he could do. He could. I mean, he could get that crowd vibe up. That guy is fantastic with the crowd. I mean, you can't help but like him when he's in the ring. And when he's speaking, so he'll roll him up. He'll say, I'm here, even though they suspended me, you know, and, and he'll say something and he'll have that crowd wrapped around his pinky and nobody is missing a paycheck, man. And in fact, the paychecks are going to get bigger. I, you know, yeah, he's got to stop it. This whole thing with him and Paige has got to stop her at some point. He is going to wind up getting kicked out. just like it happened at WWE. Right. So, I mean, he does have to knock it off, but yeah. You know, I, I, don't I mean, 
I don't understand his obsession with, with pace. I know pace is hard as hell, but we all, everybody that sees Alberto knows that he's a player. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. He's a player. He could get whatever girls he wants. I don't know why, why he's getting himself in so much trouble for Paige. The same with Paige. Paige could find whatever man she wants because he's, she's getting a lot of money, excellent work. She's young and beautiful. So I don't understand why they have to put up with so much shit, to be honest. I think I think I mean I don't I don't think that she's the hottest thing out there myself. I mean she's Me she's got decent body, but I'm not I'm not like she's she's the way of a story. I mean there's there's, there's zero doubt which one I'm going for. You know, it's just, I don't know. She don't she don't do it for me. The uh, the shit. The one thing I wanted to say on the air that I forgot to is I want to say is that I guarantee you Paige were working for GFW. They just suspended her just as like just as the same as they did Alberto. But I'll be honest, dude. Like if uh. I wouldn't want to wipe her after I saw that video. Like, I wouldn't want to wipe a girl that I knew would just, like, have a couple guys run the train. Like, of course I'd wear it out and, like, have fun, but I, I don't know that I want to wipe that down. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. And there are, I don't know if you if you heard, but there are more videos of Paige coming. Really? More. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there are they need more, to break up. at least, yeah, two more videos. That That is I mean, Alberto, I need links. Oh, yeah. What? I need links. I need links. Yeah. Just because I said I didn't think she's the hottest thing there ever was doesn't mean I won't watch. Yeah, this, <laughs> right. I, I will watch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a website who they put all that shit down. It's called Celebrity Jihad. Just like yeah. Jihad winner. Yeah. Celebrity Jihad. And they post all of the, all that kind of stuff. I'm not like a... Obviously, I'm not into watching that. I'd rather watch professional, but it is what it is. I know right. people that every time that that kind of stuff happens, my inbox just blow up, especially my Facebook one, because a lot of people know me because of wrestling. They were they sometimes like uh, casual fans. Hey, have you seen this girl naked? And now I'm like, oh, shit. Why? Yeah, if there's a big uh, wrestling news story to have on GFW, dude, my phone will just go insane and it's all Twitter. It'll be like Chef or Andre or someone will start it up or Griggs will send it, tweet something yeah, out and then my phone will send nonsense. That's yeah, you, my phone out. Yeah, I, I, I forgot to throw this, what it's called, like a crazy bullet. You know what is a crazy bullet? What's that? You you understand the concept of a crazy bullet? A crazy I don't know what, what a crazy I'm, bullet is, man. I know what a crazy wife is. One of them. But yeah. I don't crazy, crazy bullet. Crazy, crazy bullet is when you say some, something to bait someone. Right? And, and I forgot when you were plugging the, the like, the Big Ray, Andre, and, and Full Killer. I wanted to throw that that crazy bullet into getting Andre and Killer to at least do a show together. I think they have ever done a show together, and they have been covering Impact for years, many years, like seven or ten years almost. And I don't think they have ever worked together, and I wanna. I, I think that could to actually generate 
a lot of views is being promoted properly. I know. Andre wants to work with FK9, and FK9 is not too big on it. Oh, really? Really? I'm just going to work with Andre. Well, oh, dude, you, oh, you weren't there. Uh, yeah. So, FK9 doesn't really like Andre Corbeil because of his politics, because he's right-wing. Oh, God. Which is weird, because he does a show with us. I have a show with us for both right-wing, too. But, like, we don't talk, we're not, like, I don't give a, like, I don't really give a fuck about politics. Like, Andre Corbeil talks about him on Twitter and on his show and shit. Like, we'll never I don't think they have a place on a wrestling show. I don't think they have a place on a wrestling show. As Raven no, effects, you'll see from my Facebook account, I do I do read my politics. I do like my politics, and and I don't consider myself to be right wing, but I'm, I'm I'm certainly you know right of center, right? There's no denying that one. Yeah. So, yeah at I the same point in time, like I don't I don't uh, you know I don't think it belongs in a wrestling show, and Andre Corbeil does play that on the show, and he really should. I mean, wrestling shows hey, place to get away from politics. Raven. What's up? Oh, I, I, I didn't, uh, my, my phone uh, dropped out. I didn't get to hear what, what, yeah, what the hell happened with uh, Andre and, and Fool. Oh, I kind of, oh, like, um, FK9 doesn't like his politics, and that's why he doesn't really want to work with Corbeil. But don't repeat that because I haven't told that to Andre. But Cor- okay, Corbeil yeah. loves Trump. FK9 hates him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know FK9 is like more liberal, more left, yeah. and Andre yeah. Corbeil is right wing. But I, I, I won't let that separate me from 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 putting a show together. People know me that I am kind of a left wing. Person, even though I, I I would have never voted for for Hillary, well I won't let that stuff kind of make me make me not not get a deal. No, no. After all these years, you have never worked with like uh, let's say Andre, and I'm, I'm, I mean, whoa, shit. He's gonna regret it. If let's say. I hope not, right? But if GSW goes like uh, belly up, how how would I feel that I will never be able to work with someone just because of politics and talk you, about you something that? You'd be surprised. That... Yeah, in, in in our country right now, like yeah, if you go to a campus, okay, and you go. I voted for Trump. Like they're gonna like stone you. It's like it's like this yeah. is like real shit going on. There's a there's actually a liberal professor that is like suing a university because he refused to walk because they wanted like I don't know white people to not go to the university for the day. And he went, this is stupid. Okay, mm-hmm. we all need to be at the university because we all need to be studying. He's liberal. Okay, and yeah. the, um, they they won't they won't meet with him to discuss it, and he's like, life is like literally being threatened by like the students, and, and the campus will do nothing about it. So this is what politics is. Like they, t- they, they literally tried to say, nobody's allowed to go to school today. White people, white people are not allowed to go to school today. That's what they said, yeah. and, they, and they tried to act like that was somehow a good thing. So the politics in this country are just, it's, 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 people are just, they're screwed up, and FK9 is yeah, a great guy, and I like him. I don't care if we agree or disagree on politics. He's still my buddy. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit if you. I'm not gonna not be your friend or not work with you or whatever because like we have a different political view. Like you're not harming me, you know. Like yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's just it's just at the end of the day, it's just politics. It's just politics. I mean, I I, I know that I think for killers it was like a burning burning guy. But it, it, that doesn't that doesn't matter. You you're not talking about politics, and you don't have to bring that that topic up. You you can say that, like, hey, let's not bring anything about I know Trump or whatever the hell you want to talk about. Let's talk impact, and everybody will talk impact, and everything could be all right. But I I well that that is that is that is crazy. I didn't know that was the reason. That's like, crazy. I didn't know that until just now, but it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? With them on our show, like when we tried to set up that Slammiversary thing, like SK9 yeah. wasn't opposed to working with him on the show, but he doesn't really want to work with him one-on-one or like go on Andre's show or anything. But, oh. oh, well, whatever. They can work together on our show. Who cares? And Andre, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Works with him. Yeah, uh, Andre's uh, a good guy. Yeah, I I I have talked to Andre for at least like five to six years straight, between uh, time from time to time, and he have always been very good to me. I know where people were saying that he was a big racist or anything like that, and I don't think that is true at all. Hell, he he he's even known to working with. Uh, this guy, Big Ray, and Big Ray yeah, is, Big Ray. Exactly. He's, he's he's Latino. He's for yeah. he's half Puerto Rican. So uh, I used I, to I love their him. YouTube show, by the way. The one those two did their YouTube show. I used to yeah. love that show. I was yeah, they, off they they got a, it. it was great. Yeah, they got a good chemistry together, Ray and and Andres. Man, I I don't understand the whole thing. But I, I I was trying to throw that crazy bullet out there, kind of uh, kind of like letting them know that I would love to like to see them working together at least once. But if something for Bound for Glory, something special like that, they could do something together. My guess yeah, is, is that I'm not completely convinced that Andre wants to do our show because he always says he wants to, and then as soon as we offer, he says. So oh, I'm busy. It happens every single time, right? But um, what I will say though is that if he came on the show like once, I think that I think Ed would join the next time with him. You know what I mean? I, I think just kind of might have to get him on once. But my guess is, is that Andre's not real interested in doing our show, or he would have taken us up on the offer moons yeah. ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. service. Like uh, Big Ray wants to come on and do the show bad. Um, and then oh, not only on his show, but our fucking, like, the thing that's true on that is the time zone difference, and he works nights, and I get off nights, and it looks like we'll probably never be able to do that, but we might be able to get him on the heel cast at one point, which would be cool. Yeah, for real. But, yeah, yeah, I just thought, it was uh, like, we were, this, when it comes down to this, show, but, yeah, when it comes down to this call that we did, where now does all of this uh, fall into? With what? Sorry, man. 
where where is that called? The recording ends up. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.